Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. And the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Just had a friend text me and say, Happy 4th, I have a foodie friend that's coming through the loo tonight. Any suggestions on where I should send her to eat? Oh, my. Now, here's the challenge. It's Sunday, so a lot of places are closed Sunday, and it's the 4th, and that might lead some other places to close. However... This person is driving on 70, hopefully listening to us, and literally stopping to eat. Is there a hot barbecue place, he asks. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You asked the right person. But I can't say this on the air because Chris Blair, general manager at Worldwide Technology Raceway, I'm going to get myself in trouble. So I think I'm going to have to answer this one privately because we have so many good barbecue places. If I pick one, I think the others would be pretty upset with me. Don't you think? I know the, I know the feeling. I've got a couple that are sponsors that I love, but then <laughs> I hop over to other places because I like what the, the specialties, you know? So that's, I'm, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I mean, too many good ones, way too many. We have come a long way in barbecue. There is no doubt about that. I actually grew up in the barbecue business. So my dad on the side with some friends started a barbecue place called Memphis best, which tells you where we were in barbecue at that time. We were touting another city. Uh, The style was Memphis style. And so I worked in the kitchen. I worked the drive through. I liked the kitchen. I liked the prep and smoking uh, the ribs and everything. Uh, but I, I liked serving it as well, and we were in the drive through and all that good stuff. And it was great, great barbecue. But now we have really come into our own. We are not Memphis or, or Kansas City because I've got to give them respect because they've been doing it for a long time. That, they, that'd be like saying that the Tampa Bay Rays are a better 
baseball franchise in the last century than the Cardinals. Like, that's just not true. They're better now, but you got to give some respect. You know what I mean? But uh, we have come a long way in that industry. We've also come a long way when it comes to racing. And uh, Chris Blair is the general manager, as I mentioned, of Worldwide Technology Raceway. What a racing community we are. We always have been. But now we're starting yeah. to get a little more attention uh, with the development of your track and your complex starting to turn some heads. You are in a place right now that is getting a lot of attention, and that is Road America in Elkhart yeah. Lake, Wisconsin. What is that, about halfway between Milwaukee and Green Bay, Chris? Yep, you, you nailed it. That's about it. We're just down the street from uh, Kohler where they're going to be having the uh, Ryder Cup later this year. Uh Great community, and you know that's one of the great things about here at Road America. It kind of shows the, the community that rallied around this racetrack. That same community rallied around the golf tournament that's coming up for the Ryder Cup. And when you go around the racetrack here, it's you know Johnsonville. They're two miles from the track. Sargento's three miles from the track. You got so many big companies that are supporting this racetrack, and that's the reason NASCAR's here this weekend. First time a Cup race has been held at Road America since 1956. Mm. So it just shows you what can what can really happen when a community comes together and uh, you know makes things happen, and that's that's the same thing we're trying to do is make things happen and bring our community together. Huge piece of property there, six hundred and forty acres. That's Road America, and they've been holding Xfinity Series races there for a while, haven't they? About a, a decade, Chris. Oh yeah, it is, and they've got us beat by forty acres. I give them that. So that's the only <laughs> thing they have. Uh, and on the 4th of July, it's pretty nice up here right now. I know you're having a great time and uh, seeing a lot of, of uh, friends. And actually, just one person just walked by as a uh, St. Louis uh, racer went walking by here just a few minutes ago. Uh, so there's some, there's some local representation up here, too. So people are willing to travel. That's good. Um, I want to announce this, and in full disclosure for our listeners, is that uh, I am partnering with you. I am going to be partnering with Worldwide Technology Raceway. I know we have in the past uh, had me do an endorsement campaign. This is a little bit different in that I'm going to be yeah. joining your team uh, as an ambassador mm -hmm. and as someone who can tell your story a little bit more, and I'm really proud of that. As I've said over and over, uh, I feel like this is one of the big sports venues that you can go right down the line that St. Louis can be proud of. And when you travel from Chaffetz Arena and you go east to Worldwide Technology Raceway, it covers 10 minutes. And in that time, you see a terrific college basketball facility and more. Uh, you, of course, will see eventually an MLS stadium. Right now, it's going up pretty fast. Enterprise Center, which is first class, top of the line. Bush Stadium, iconic. The Dome at America's Center once housed a world champion football team, and they still do some terrific stuff there, including Simone Biles uh, doing some wonderful things for the United States gymnastics team. And then Worldwide Technology Raceway, Chris. I'm just very happy to be part of uh, another St. Louis venue. Hey, Tom, we're, we're you know, it's very happy to have you on board. You've been, become a really good friend of ours, and uh, your support, your love of racing, uh, you know, goes a long way. And you kind of share the same thing with us. Uh, you know, and every morning when I wake up, I have a goal, and uh, that goal is uh, to exceed expectations and defy, uh, defy logistics, I guess would be the best way. A lot of people say give people a lot of reasons why things can't happen. I like to be the eternal optimist of why things can happen. So every day when I get up, there's, I've got some goals that I'm working on, and uh, that's one of the uh, that mindset that we put with our whole crew at the racetrack is, you know, let's let's be the little engine that could. 
I must go out and must win this thing. And that's that's what we're after right now is to bring bigger and better events to St. Louis and do bigger, better things, not only at the track but with ourselves. And, uh, you know, that's our, that's our primary uh, function right now is to see what we can do. And to do that, you got to have the right people uh, by your side and, and working with you. And uh, we've been very fortunate. You've been a tremendous help. So we're glad to have you on the team, and we're going to do some great things together. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And you and I have known each other for a long time, and we sat down so many times we thought, you know what, let's work together. So I I appreciate the opportunity, and it is great to be able to work with you. So I want people to know uh, that you can expect a lot of things coming out of this microphone about Worldwide Technology Raceway moving forward. And I, I feel really good about what the future holds for you. But let's talk about the present right now, and then we'll circle back to where you are. But uh, you have a big event coming again, and this is next month. It's August 20th and 21st. It's the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 weekend, and it's important for people to note that there is not just an IndyCar race going on, and that's huge, but a NASCAR trucks race Mm -hmm. happening the day before. Tell us what you have in store for people, as I know tickets are still available. But I understand they're going at a pretty good clip right now. Yeah, our NASCAR truck race is way up over. Tw- I'm, I'm gauging everything off of 2019 numbers, and uh, our NASCAR truck race is it's an incredible uh, response to it. And I think part of it is because the fans know they can come into town and check it out and then see IndyCar the next day. Uh, so we're, we're really excited about that. And then in addition to it, just all the other things that we add into the show with the Road to Indy program of Pro Mazda and Indy Lights, uh, the Vintage Indy Registry team will be there. And, you know, our whole crew is just working on more and more ways that we can create a festival atmosphere. We don't want to have just a race or, or, or just an event. We want to have a happening with everything that we do. So, uh, you know, this week I was working on everything from flyovers to uh, pre-race shows and uh, pyrotechnics. We're working on all kinds of things so that there's always a wow factor. That's one of the things that some of the other groups that we're working on and trying to recruit to our venue, they, they want to see a wow factor. And that's what we're after is to deliver and exceed expectations. Jordan Anderson drives that Bomberito Chevrolet. And we're excited of course, about uh, his addition and Bomberito being a great sponsor, not only to us, but to your race, yeah. putting their name on uh, the whole weekend. And then the IndyCar race, do you get a bump or do you get, it can't hurt you that Elio Castroneves won the Indy 500 and gave that a lot of attention, or maybe it's because the Indy 500 was the most attended and still is to this day, the most attended sporting event in the United States since the pandemic started. Well, we saw a tremendous uptick in ticket sales right after the 500. So that's obviously that's one of the best uh, uh, infomercials a person could get is uh, running the same series as the biggest sporting event in the world. So uh, you know, we saw a good uptick from that. And one, it's kind of unique. Some of the uh, the fans that we're getting comments from and calls from, uh, they're interested in Romain Grosjean, who's a Formula One racer, as well as Kevin Magnuson and several other Formula One drivers who just this past year have switched over to IndyCar. And the most of that is because of the success of the uh, Netflix show F1 Drive to Survive. These guys are becoming household names, and they're coming to IndyCar at just the right time. And in talking with some of their representatives the other day, those drivers are having more fun than they've ever had in racing, and they're looking forward to going to places where they can engage with the fans and participate in some of the things that we do, such as the track walks and the autograph sessions. So for us, we're seeing an uptick, which you never would think that, you know, the track in St. Louis that's hosting IndyCar would see a benefit from Formula One, but hey, it's working for us, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to capitalize on that. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I, going back to the fans, I love the fact that my guys in Indianapolis were chirping those who said that the Dodgers, when they sold out Dodger Stadium, <laughs> the biggest sporting event attended in the United States since the pandemic, they're like, hello, and took pictures yeah. of the track and the scene there where you had, I can't remember the number now, but it was well over 100,000. Was it 130, 150? Yeah, it was, it was, then when they can't all the suites and all the other workers and things there, some people project there's close to 200,000 people wow. on the ground. So that's incredible. And uh, that's one thing I found, too, with those IndyCar fans. I do whatever I can to keep them on my side because the last thing I ever want to do is have that group turn on me. <laughs> they're, they're a loyal bunch, I tell you. They were having fun chirping and, and tweeting pictures of it and saying, go Dodgers and <laughs> pictures of yeah. Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, but you'll be ready to go for August 20th and 21st, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, and that's going to be a lot of fun. All the stars of IndyCar will be there, no doubt about it. And a night race, a chance for Chris to blow some things up and, and be uh, pyro and everything like that. But it's also... Really neat to see the cars lit up. Uh, you can, there's a, something about it when they come down uh, and that green waves for the first time, and then that first lap when they come screaming around, uh, you just get chills. Yeah. I mean, whether you've experienced it since you were a little kid like me or seeing it for the first time. Yeah. But that was funny on our drive into the track today. Curtis was asking me questions about what all we had planned. And I said, I'm not going to tell you. I said, I want to surprise you. And he said, Surprise me with the show, or surprise me with the the budget. I said, "Well, there's no budget. You're going to be surprised when you see the invoice after." So, uh, I, you know, I found if I could impress him first and then give him the invoice, it usually works better for me. So that's what I'm going to do again. And we're going to pull out all the stops because you know last year we didn't get to do that because of uh, the day race and different things. So, you know, I've been laying awake at night thinking about things we can blow up and what we can do. So. Uh, we're going to pull out all the stops. We want it to be something spectacular. Well, Curtis has a good reputation in the business for being a smart businessman, and but he's also a very generous man in that, for people who don't understand Curtis Francois' story, uh, but someone who's been involved in commercial real estate for a long time from this area, uh, drove uh, and continues to have a love for racing, said, I'm going to put my own resources into this and get this thing off the ground. Isn't that pretty much how it came about about a decade ago, Chris? Yeah, that's how it did. How it happened, and you know that drew the attention of NHRA. NHRA has been with the venue now since 2012, and when I got here in uh, 2014, or actually I got there in 2013, uh, we started working on NASCAR. We were able to have the Truck Series the, the following year, and they they uh, really loved the story of what we were doing. And then that led to IndyCar. So each step we make and each improvement that we put into the venue. Uh, it leads to bigger and better things. And you know, Curtis has a lot of big plans coming up to do some more things, and uh, uh, we'll see where it leads us. But, uh, you know, we, we've taken a facility that was, uh, uh, you know, when he first took it over, I mean, it was literally weeks away from being scrapped. There was weeds growing through the, the pavement. And, you know, you're looking at somewhere between 45 and $50 million later of what we have, and it's a show place. And we're one of the the most talked about and respected venues in all of racing because of the effort we're putting in and the things we're doing. And like I say, I'm just fortunate that I ha you know, I get to do what I can do, but I have Curtis's checkbook behind me, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job, and he's he really wants to do something that delivers a wow factor for the entire city and region of St. Louis. 
Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what he does. And he's also purchased a Gateway National next door to the golf course. So all of those, uh, all that property wrapped into one is pretty impressive. So you're at a giant facility there yourself, Road America in Wisconsin. It is the site of today's NASCAR Cup race. First time they've been there since 1956. Kurt Busch, the fastest practice time, and Kyle... Had the second fastest practice time, but he crashed, and so he's going to have to start at the back, Chris. A lot at stake for Kurt Busch and this crew right now as uh, they have uh, a lot of success uh, ahead of them. But it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. I mean, Chip Ganassi racing, uh, his contract with uh, with Ganassi expires at the end of the year. Yeah, so there's a lot of changes going on. It's uh, it's silly season already uh, in NASCAR with all, all the changes that are going on, and no one expected. You know, Ganassi Racing uh, sold his operation this week. He's going to focus primarily on IndyCars. Uh, there's some new ownership groups coming in, a lot of celebrity owners coming into the sport of NASCAR. Uh, it's really uh, an interesting time, and uh, I believe they finished up qualifying a little while ago. I believe William Byron ended up getting the pole, if I'm not mistaken. So that's another Hendrick uh uh, pole sitter. I'm right, actually right across from the Hendrick compound right now, uh, across from uh, uh, the uh, Kyle Larson and uh, Alex Bowman pit area. So, uh, you know, it seems like everybody here, this looks like they're going to be a challenge, you know, a team to contend with. They've won seven or eight races here in the last uh, stretch, and uh, I think they're going to be a contender again here today, even on the road course. But uh, that's one thing about these road course races. You never know what's going to happen. There's some, you know, people can come out of nowhere and grab a win. And uh, just here, the goal is and the key is stay on the racetrack the entire race. And if you do that, you're usually going to be in a pretty good spot towards the end. And you are correct. Uh, William Byron has won the pole for the Road America race today. That just happened uh, within the last 15 minutes as we just came on the air. Chris Blair reporting from Wisconsin. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And uh, before we go, just to let people, by the way, Kyle Bush won the Xfinity Series race yesterday, so it's been a, a good weekend so far. Uh, tell us uh, yeah. once again how people can purchase tickets. Are there special packages? Can people still get suites? Uh, what, where can they go for all of that, Chris? Well, if you go to www.raceway.com, there's we've had a lot of great uh, packages and programs going right now. Uh, I was up here just a few minutes ago checking some social media, and I was getting hit with offers by my own track because we geo-targeted Road America to try to sell tickets. So I'm glad to see that my uh, digital buy is working. But uh, we've got some Fourth of July specials going. So if you visit either our website or just go follow us on social media, those will pull up for you. Uh, you know, again, it's www.raceway.com, or you can follow us at WWT Raceway. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of tickets. There's lots of tickets left. Lots of great opportunities. We got the Rumble before the Roar pre-race party coming back. Uh, so there's something for everybody. Yeah, we're still uh, six or seven weeks away from it, August 20th and 21st, so about six weeks away at Worldwide Technology Raceway. My guys at Bomberito would want me to remind people that if you buy a car from them or lease a newer pre-owned car from them, they will give you two tickets That's to the exactly weekend. exactly right. Yeah, they don't they yeah. make sure they... Uh, they, well, uh, and if you work him hard enough, if you work Bomberito hard enough, when you buy that car, he might actually put you into his VIP area, but you got to sell it. So <laughs> That's right. That uh, he's John is absolutely, Johnny Bomberito is eating this up. There's no doubt, as he should. Uh, they should absolutely enjoy this right now, this moment in time. It is a lot of fun to be part of that. Well, I'm having fun yeah. being part of it as well. And, Chris, I hope you have a great rest of your day in Wisconsin. Thanks for spending some time with us on Sports on a Sunday Morning. 
Always a pleasure. Hey, and now I'm excited knowing that you know how to barbecue. So we're going to put you to work and stuff the track <laughs> oh, over great. there too. Okay. That's right. Just hook me up, man. Hook me up at the grill. Just say, I just, I work for beer. That's all I need. Just hand me a couple there beers. Go. I'm good to go. All right, buddy. buddy. Thank you. Chris Blair, general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, reporting live from Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. We'll take a quick time out, and we will go to Denver, Colorado. That's where we'll find Cardinals broadcaster John Rooney from Wisconsin to Colorado via St. Louis right after this. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Cardinal baseball this afternoon, a 2-10 first pitch from Coors Field. Joe Pott will have the pregame at 115. Ricky Horton will have the lineups at 2. And 10 minutes after that, John Rooney will call the first pitch. He is with us from the broadcast booth at Coors. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, Tom. Doing fine and uh, ready for another good baseball game. We've had three good games so far, but two went the wrong direction. Yes, they did. Last night, a 3-2 win for the Rockies. Trevor Story hit a three-run homer in the seventh off Henesis Cabrera. Mike Schilt was on last hour, John, talking about it, and he said, look, Henesis 0 for 20 right-handed batters against his changeup. I'll take that every time, understanding the numbers, but also trusting his gut. This time, John, it just didn't work out for Mike Schilt and the Cardinals. No, it didn't work out, and Henesis, uh, he didn't look that sharp last night. Left the pitch up, and Story crushed it. Story had gone 0 for 10. He had a base hit the time before and really measured the pitch that was up on a tee and out of here in no time. But what I liked about the finish to the ball game, the Cardinals came back with two runs after Story hit the three-run three homer. And then they had a chance with a couple of runners on in scoring position in the ninth inning. But uh, they were held in check. And another decision for Daniel Bard. He got a win on Thursday and picked up his 12th save by striking out Dylan Carlson. But Carlson was part of the comeback in the eighth inning. And today, a little bit different lineup for the Cardinals as Andrew Kisner is going to catch for the first time since the Pittsburgh Pirates series at home. And he'll be behind the plate for Carlos Martinez. And we hope that we see the Martinez that has shown signs of being an ace. When he's on his game, Tom, he's really tough to negotiate. But when he's spinning his pitches up there, he has been very easy to hit, and he's walked batters. Yeah, I asked Mike about that, too, and he said, you know, throw strikes. I mean, that's what he saw encouraging from him the last time against the Diamondbacks, but it is more than that, as you alluded to. When he is locked in, that's one thing. I think it's also when Carlos, when things don't go right for him, does he unravel or does he refocus? I think that's always been the challenge there. And I think the last time out when he had some stress, he handled it very well and kept the body language in check and didn't let the emotions get the better of him. And I, I think that is a key, Tom, that he control those emotions on the mound. And in this ballpark, uh, you wouldn't expect to see games that uh, are, you, you'd think some team would score 10 runs by now in a three-game series. And here we go to the fourth game in the series, and we've had tightly played contests all the way up until the Cardinals broke open the game on Friday in extra innings. But they had to come back to score in the ninth to tie that up. Then the Rockies won on Thursday, 5-2, to two, and eked out a 3-2 win here last night. The starting pitching has been outstanding for both teams. And I know that last night Wade LeBlanc was uh, an out short of a quality start. 
I'll give him the quality start anyway. Yeah, he has been so good throwing strikes for the Cardinals and has given up three home runs. He gave up two in one outing. But other than that, he has thrown strikes. He has set a tempo for the pitchers out of the bullpen and now in the rotation. Adam Wainwright has set that tempo and has followed it very well all year long. And and uh, I think Carlos will fall in line today. I expect a good start out of Carlos, but he needs one because Herman Marquez threw a one-hitter. Kai Tom got a hit in the ninth inning for the Pirates to break up the no-hitter, and it uh, turned out to be a complete game victory for Nunez the last time out. Yeah, or, if there's, Marquez. Yeah, if there's one guy that can get Marquez, it's Goldschmidt, four home runs against him. Uh, Yachty has hit him well, but it won't be Yachty today, as we mentioned. It's Andrew Kisner. The Cardinals offense showed that spark on Friday. We'll see if they can put some things together. Speaking of emotions, uh, how two different situations, but how similar was it to Albert Pujols returning to Bush Stadium, Nolan Arenado at Coors Field? Could you feel that from the crowd, John? Oh, definitely. You feel it from the crowd in uh, each game, and uh, Ricky Orton pointed it out that we had the ovation on Thursday night, another one Friday, another one Saturday, and many of the fans here at the ballpark, uh, they weren't here Thursday. Again, on Friday, we had a different group of fans in many cases, and I've been so surprised by the large, large number of Cardinal fans here. We usually have a good number in, in Denver, but to hear them chanting Yadi Yadi" <laughs> as he delivered the go-ahead single when he had a two-strike count uh, in the 10th inning the other night, that was fun to follow. And, and the emotions, I'm sure, uh, are really weighing on Nolan Arenado, and, and in many cases, I, I think he'll be glad to get past this weekend and, and move on. And a good game today uh, could help him in that regard, but very emotional for any player. You have to remember, Tom, that Albert returned years after he left the Cardinals. This is Arenado coming back uh, just a short time after being a Colorado Rocky, and that's a big, big difference. Absolutely. Uh, mentioning the crowd, I love the sound. I don't know if you can hear this or not. You have to really listen, but listen to the difference in crowd here. So first, you're going to hear the Rockies fans go, oh, and then the Cardinals fans roar. Here is your call, ninth inning, Jose Rondon. And it's 0-2 on pinch hitter Jose Rondon batting for Gant. The runners lead at first and second. The 0-2 pitch, a swing, and a base hit to left field. Here comes Tommy Edmond. He's the tying run. The throw comes all the way to the plate. Rondon goes to second. Tied at three with the Cardinals down to their last strike. Rondon delivers. Now that's fun, and the Cardinals need a lot more fun as they get the win eventually, the six-run eruption in the 10th inning. It's just, it feels like it's a matter of time before they start to click, but they are kind of running out of time when it comes to that offense. I, I just I look at the lineup, and no matter what they put out there, for the most part, I feel like it should be performing better. And you know what, John? I think they probably think that too. Oh, I, there's no question. They feel like they should be performing better, but it's just too inconsistent. And that's the problem with a club that's playing under 500 right now, expected to contend not just for a playoff spot, but for the division. And in the meantime, Milwaukee rolled again yesterday, winning 11-2 over the Pirates. They're in double digits in their winning streak. The Cubs have been losing. The Reds have been playing better. And now the Cardinals need to find some consistency. We're beginning to see a turn with the consistency in the starting rotation. And now uh, I think Cabrera will be a lot better when we get out of Coors Field and, and we get back down to sea level. 
and playing the Giants and then playing the Chicago Cubs before we go to the All-Star break. But uh, I, I think we need to see a lot more consistency out of the offense, scoring just over two runs a ball game. Uh, in the last 16 road games, the Cardinals are like 3-13, and 13, Tom, and, and the offense has just been really on fire or sputtering, and sputtering more than on fire. What can the Cardinals do before the July 30th trade deadline? I think that's a tricky question and kind of hard for all of us to answer, John, because the market is a seller's market. It's tough out there, isn't it? I mean, if you want something... Give up your top prospect, you'll probably get it. And I don't think the Cardinals really want to do that. I don't either. I think the price is way too high. And knowing the Cardinals' needs, where they'd, they'd like to have another starting pitcher, as Jack Flaherty, with eight wins, had to go on the injured list. And we don't have Dakota Hudson. We haven't had him since late last year. That's a big difference in the rotation. Of Miles Michaelis, they were counting on Miles to be a big part of the rotation. That hasn't happened. Hopefully he'll come back to pitch a little bit this year. But I'm, I'm one of those, um, you know, show me. I'll wait and see on that. And, and I would be delighted as anyone if Michaelis could return to some of the form we saw his first year with the Cardinals. But he has to get better. He's on the injured list right now. But I like the moves of bringing in LeBlanc. And then Miller joined the club yesterday, a right-handed pitcher who was with Washington, didn't have much luck with them, and was let go. But he has been a strike thrower, and that's a message that has been delivered here to the Cardinal pitching staff. Throw strikes. That's what we want. We want to cut down on the league-leading walks and the league-leading hit-by-pitch and 20 runners scoring on bases-loaded walks. They can't have much more of that or it will be so hard to uh, try to contend for October baseball. The Central Division needs to produce a winner because it looks like the way things are going, the wild card's going to come out of the West, Tom. So the Cardinals are going to have to put a run on as they're looking up at Cincinnati, the Cubs, and the first-place Milwaukee Brewers. And consistency is the key to getting back to 500 and then playing above 500 baseball. And after today, they'll be playing the first-place Giants in the West, three games beginning tomorrow, and then go play the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley and then have to play the Giants and the Cubs at home after the All-Star break. So you talk about a challenging stretch ahead. Uh, it begins, though, today with the Cardinals trying to get a split here in Denver. There's no doubt about that. Uh, John, before we go, last night Marv Albert called his final game of his career. Uh, you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, put in perspective what Marv Albert has meant to the business. Well, Marv Albert was doing the hockey and the basketball in New York when he was a kid. And to call games this long and at this level, at this caliber, uh, it has been a Hall of Fame career for him. But he was the voice of New York uh, doing the Rangers, the Knicks, and, and then going on the national scene, uh, dabbled some in baseball. And uh, Kenny Albert, uh, who's a good friend of ours, has uh, come on. Uh, his son has done a terrific job with Fox over the years and with the NHL and uh, it has been all in the family, as uh, Marv had a couple of brothers that did very well in the business. But uh, it has been a wonderful run for him and uh, probably a very bittersweet moment calling that last game. But uh, a very uh, competitive run at that for Marv Albert. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. And then finally, you know, in that respect, Mike Shannon, you've been alongside him for a long time. And here we are in his final year in the broadcast booth, 50th year. Uh, what a career. What a guy, and we're going to be celebrating all month long, all season, but this month in particular, this being his birthday month uh, here on KMOX, focusing even closer. I just think about all the great calls, all the great moments, and so much more than that, uh, what he has meant to this franchise and this city, John. It's remarkable when you start to sum it all up. 
Well, I go back to when Mike played in 1964. That's the first Cardinal team I paid close attention to and followed that all the way through the World Series. And Mike hit a home run off Whitey Ford. The Cardinals beat the Yankees. Uh, the Cardinals were underdogs going up against New York and won that in seven games. And then Mike uh, hit home run, a home run in that series, a home run against the Red Sox and again uh, against the Tigers as the Cardinals won two out of those three World Series. And if not for Mickey Lolich, they probably would have beaten the Tigers and made a, a clean sweep of those three. But uh, Mike Shannon has meant so much to the Cardinals, to the Cardinal fans. Uh, he started broadcasting. Uh, he has 50 years in the booth. Um, I started my broadcast career uh, 50 years ago uh, coming up here uh, just past the middle of August. And I remember getting a, a promotion pack from the brewery that uh, had the photos of uh, Mike Shannon and Bob Starr and and Jack Buck uh, trying to get us to carry Cardinal baseball over in Lexington, Missouri, where I started. But that was uh, Kansas City territory over there, and that uh, wouldn't have worked out at the time. Well, listen to that beautiful noise in the background. That is beautiful. It is the 4th of July. And Mike Shannon, if you're listening, and I know that you are, we love you and have an awesome holiday with your family and friends. Carrying on in Denver is the outstanding broadcast crew of John Rooney, Ricky Horton, Mike Claiborne, and Jim Jackson. We appreciate all of you. And, John, thanks so much for doing this this morning. You bet, Tom. This Bud's for you. Yep, absolutely. I'll crack one open for you. Go get them today. John Rooney will have the call. 210, the first pitch against the Rockies. We'll take a quick timeout. Sports on a Sunday morning continues right after this. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly. Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Do you know they had a baseball game start at 10 o'clock this morning? The Dodgers and Nationals are on MLB Network right now. Keep KMOX on, though, but you can have it on in, in the background. Uh, right now, top of the fifth, and the Dodgers... Just recorded their third out of the fifth. It's a 1-1 game going to the bottom of the fifth between the Dodgers and the Nationals. In Washington, D.C., the Nationals are trying to avoid being swept in this four-game series. They were hot in June. They were 19-9 in June, and that was mostly because Kyle Schwarber was the hottest hitter on the planet. He bashed 16 home runs in June, seven of them leading off games, and that'll get you going. And now he's injured. Schwarber is out. He has a hamstring injury, so he's been placed on the 10-day IL with a hamstring strain, so that's disappointing for the Nationals. Nationals put themselves right back into the race, and in doing so, the talk about Max Scherzer being moved has quieted considerably. But in the NL East, uh, the Nationals are trailing still the New York Mets in that division. But they are looking pretty good. I mean, they're getting... Uh, on the verge of getting swept here, but they have in the NL East three and a half games to make up, trailing the Mets. The Brewers lead the Reds by eight in the Central. Cubs have lost eight in a row. They're eight and a half out, and the Cardinals sit 10 out right now after losing yesterday 3-2 to the Rockies. 2-10 is game time today. The Brewers are leading that division. They've won 11 straight. This is their best streak since winning a franchise record 13 in a row to start the 1987 season. I actually remember that. That was a great start to the season. Now they've won 11 in a row. Brewers beat Pittsburgh 11-2 to yesterday. They've outscored opponents during this streak 84-28. to 
Brewers and Pirates again this afternoon at PNC Park, and that one gets going just in about 15 minutes at 12.05. The Cubs, they are going in the opposite direction. They have lost eight in a row, beaten by Cincinnati 3-2 on Saturday. The Cubs haven't won since Dodger Stadium to open this road trip, and that was on June 24th. They wrap up the series against the Reds today. The Cubs and the Reds play at 12-10 on this July 4th. You know who else has gone cold? The Tampa Bay Rays. They have lost five in a row and a 10 in a row on the road, surprisingly. They lost to Toronto 6-3 to yesterday. So looking at the American League, how does that stack up? The Rays have lost their hold in the AL East. That now belongs to the Red Sox, and they're up by four and a half games on the Rays in the division. The Blue Jays are seven and a half out, and you think the Cardinals are frustrated. How about the Yankees sitting nine and a half out in the AL East? Oh, what a mess. <laughs> I mean, they were supposed to be one of the best teams in baseball. I think I picked them to win it all, James. I think I had the Yankees winning it. What a foolish pick on my part, unless they pick it up here. But they're a game over 500. Now, what will they do? I mean, will they get busy here at the deadline? Are they going to be the ones wheeling and dealing? Are they going to fire people? I mean, what will they do? It sounds like they have confidence in Aaron Boone, their manager. But, you know, the Yankees don't mess around. Historically, they get uh, very active when they are struggling and when they are losing headlines. The Mets are the leader in the NL East, and the Yankees are in fourth place in the AL East. The leader in the AL Central, the Chicago White Sox, and Tony La Russa, six games clear of the field in the AL Central. The Indians are six games back. They've lost five in a row. The Indians, another team, is going to be looking for pitching. They've lost just about all of their starters. So they'll be active trying to get back into the AL Central race. Just identifying teams that are going to be chasing just like the Cardinals potentially would be by the deadline, some pitching help. Uh, the Astros lead the AL West by just two and a half games over the A's. They continue to be a good team, the A's. The Mariners, surprisingly, in their bit, they're four games over 507 out. Looks like they'll probably fade. I'll never understand how the Angels can't be better. Now they have Trout injured, but they have the best player on the planet right now in Shohei Otani. And they just cannot win. I mean, the Angels just, they've tried to acquire just about everybody. And they just can't win. They're a 500 ball club. They've won their last three to get to 500. They're nine out in the AL West. The best team in baseball, I saved them for last. They are the San Francisco Giants. Still the best team in baseball with a 634 winning percentage at 52 and 30. 22 games over 500. A half game lead on the Dodgers. Dodgers have won eight in a row, still can't catch the Giants, and the Padres sit four and a half back in the West. As John Rooney mentioned, the wild card winner is going to come out of the West, and so the Cardinals need to get going here immediately to get themselves back into this so they can win the NL Central. A long climb ahead for them. They are 10 games out. A little bit later today, we're going to find out the all-star team for the National League and the American League. We're going to find that out at about 4.30 Central Time, so sometime in the middle of this ballgame, actually. 2.10 is the start for the Cardinals and the Rockies. Joe Pott will be along at 1.15 for the pregame. And for producer James O'Sullivan, I'm Tom Ackerman. Thanks to all of our guests. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.